0: Hey there, welcome to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast, a space to talk about all things life, fertility, parenthood, and everything in between. My name is Elizabeth. I am an international fertility coach, ICF certified life coach, birth and bereavement doula, and new parent educator. Join us as we support the tribe throughout their journey from conception to bringing your new baby home and everything along the way. See you in the episode. everyone. Welcome back to the Pretty Little Tribe podcast. Today, we have Eloise Eddington, who is the founder and editor of the Fertility Help Hub. Eloise, welcome. And can you tell us a little bit about what the Fertility Help Hub is?
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me today. I started Fertility Help Hub A couple of years ago, and that was based on my own experience of infertility and really wanting to put together a lifestyle platform that gives people all of the fertility resources, expert tips, uh, community support delivered in a modern and fresh way that I really didn't have or couldn't find when I was trying to conceive um, a couple of years ago. And so the platform does exactly that. It gives people uh, the opportunity to connect and chat with other people who are going through exactly the same thing and also to find experts and be educated on all sorts of different fertility topics. So it encompasses all of the above.
0: That's amazing. Can you tell us a little bit about your fertility story?
1: Yeah, sorry. I forgot to say that um, the platform consists of the website which has all of this content on it, a podcast, um, lots of videos and interviews with experts around the world and people's real life stories or experiences, um, and also a community app. So people can check it out if they'd like that support.
0: Yeah, I will say it's a very robust website. There is a lot of information that is amazing. So please, please to go click on the link to check out the website and send it on to others who, you know, may be going through it as well and just even starting their journey because it's a good place to learn all things around fertility, I will say. So um, again, can you tell us a little bit about your story and how, what your experience was for, with oh, fertility?
1: Absolutely. So in 2015, my husband and I tried to conceive. We were both 30? We just turned 30. We were so excited. And we'd never had any fertility tests done. And I started to think, well, actually, we probably need to check our fertility because we just don't know. And so we did, and we had the shocking revelation that my husband has azuspermia, which is complete lack of sperm. And so we were very confused and we went to see a urologist in the UK. And we ultimately had to make a decision about whether to try and conceive we had to have treatment whether to try and conceive with donor sperm or for him to have the micro operation to see whether they could retrieve sperm so we decided to go down that route knowing you
0: explain that for people who don't know what that is
1: yeah so it's a sperm retrieval operation uh which is can be pretty invasive his was and so they they, as he says the um urologist basically cut into both of his testicles to search for sperm, um, sperm tissue. And they did find some, but it wasn't going to ever be successful enough. It wasn't ever going to be strong enough, let's say to fertilize my eggs. So we only knew when his operation was gonna be the day before when I was told that my eggs were ready, uh, You know, the trigger shot was happening.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And so uh, we, we were doing this treatment in New York. So we were doing it abroad away from home. So we had lots of things to juggle at the same time, which was really, really difficult emotionally and also physically. And his operation didn't work. And so we went down the donor route and the first round of IVF, although it produced lots of nice embryos, by day three not many were looking good for blastocyst age so my specialist said you know what let's do a transfer to embryos at day three and I just was I just I just had this feeling it wasn't going to work and it didn't and then I came back to the well we were back in the UK when we tested and that was not a good day I went into sort of a spiral of depression after that thinking well my my husband's infertile. He cannot ever have children. We know that. Um, he's gone through this major surgery, which has lifelong, well, his condition has lifelong effects. It's called Kleinfelter syndrome. And also, um, we are back to square one without a baby, and the donor sperm IVF didn't work either. So it was a very difficult time. So I took the time to focus on my health and uh, me- mental well-being. And then we went back to New York a couple of months later to try with one of the frozen embryos. We had two left, had them both put back, um, and that resulted in our eldest daughter. So that was amazing. And she's four. And when she was just under a year, we went back to the States, back to our same specialist who we love. um, And... Our donor sperm was there and we, we tried again and, and we had to do a whole fresh round. And this time it worked first time with twins. We had two embryos put oh, back.
0: Congratulations. Thank you. So, And how did you, why why go to New York from the UK? We have a lot of people that listen from, from the UK. Why would you do that?
1: It was purely because the urologist um, has one of the best success rates in the world. And so we just figured as we were doing a one-off operation it would be worth going abroad to do it uh, to, for you know to try and help the success rate i guess but it wasn't it wasn't meant to be
0: right but then you ended up having a relationship with them so continue to go back
1: exactly exactly we also couldn't bring the embryos back because of the donor's firm uh, you know what he had consented to and and i would report, a i built up a rapport with my specialist they knew me and my body well. So it just seemed right to do it again there.
0: Yeah. And, and you had success, which obviously that's the biggest thing, right? We get more connected with them once we have, have had a success, I feel like too. So, and for anybody who has not yet gone down the road of having to be with a fertility clinic, I just want to say, and you can probably attest to this, Eloise, that that relationship and the, the energy that you feel from the clinic is so, so important because you will be there often and they are such a big part of your journey. So if you don't feel aligned with them or connected with them in some way, I would definitely, you know, keep, keep looking for someone that you do feel connected with. I could not agree more. Yeah. It's, it's such an important part of that. Um, so when your husband was diagnosed with this sperm situation, how did that affect your marriage and how did he take that? And tell us a little bit about that for people that are going through, you know, the aspect of the male factor and fertility and what that was like for you guys.
1: It was extremely difficult. I mean, we obviously, as I said before, had never known anything about after fertile health. And so to just be told that without any warning it was coming just was completely out of the blue and devastating. Also, because my husband didn't quite know what was going on at the beginning in terms of why he had no sperm, we needed to wait for tests to come back and he had to have lots of tests. So it wasn't like we knew everything overnight. We really didn't. And it it was definitely a process. And so feelings changed throughout that process and, um, and the way that we responded to it changed. And until he knew why he had azuspermia before he got his Kleinfelter diagnosis, he didn't want me to talk to anyone about it because he wanted to find out what was happening first. And I found that really hard as a woman who loves to talk to friends and finds great support in being open and and talking through issues. I found that really, really hard. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And what his diagnosis, what is that something that he's born with? Is that something that comes because of an accident? Sorry, I should have said this at the beginning. Um, so Kleinfelter syndrome affects about one in
1: 600 men, maybe yeah. one 60 men. And it means that he has an extra X chromosome. Okay. So he has lower testosterone. Um, and one of the sort of side effects of having Klinefelter syndrome is infertility, as well as other things like being more prone to cancer and bone density issues. He's the tallest out of his four brothers by far um and has less sort of facial hair and body hair and yeah and, and the testosterone is the reason why he had a lack of sperm okay so he's on he's on hormonal testosterone replacement now which has its own horrible effects uh due to having the condition and having lower testosterone due to having the operation as well
0: okay interesting thank you for sharing that information i feel like especially being a boy mom too i'm definitely more curious of that because I, I feel like it, as we all know, it's on a rise in general, as far as male factor and just being educated about the different options of what could potentially be happening, I think is always really good to to hear and learn about. So thank you for sharing that. Of course. And so you got pregnant with your now three babies and, um, How did you birth this Fertility Health Hub from that, which I would assume is your fourth baby? (laughs)
1: It is. It takes up more time than all of them put together, if I'm being honest. Um, So how did I do it? The twins were six months old and I just thought, right, I'm not going back to the ad agency I worked worked for before. I want to do this and I really want to put everything into it. And so I've just worked around the clock since then to grow, grow, grow it. And it's 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 doing great things and helping a lot of people around the world. So that's a good thing. And yeah, lots of very exciting projects and new website coming out and the community and apps growing and lots of different directions taking place. So more to come.
0: And is there kind of a, an experience that you would want for a consumer coming to your website or your, any of your podcasts or whatnot, as far as their experience, like where would somebody even start if they don't know if they have male factor or if they have, you know, issues with eggs, is it just kind of play around and see where it is? Or do you suggest they go through a certain, you know, workflow as far as figuring it all out?
1: The first thing I would suggest is that they come to the website and join the community app, which okay. you, can, you can get to from the website, and there are thousands of amazing people in there, all with varying difficulties for, for when, when trying to conceive and at different stages of their journey, and people can chat and connect, find people with similar diagnosis, um, follow different topics of interest. Um, take advantage of generous offers and discounts and giveaways and all sorts of amazing things I wish that I had had. And it's all free. Um, And then daily content in there to help support. So a mixture of expert content. So, you know, it might be a urologist speaking about these things. It might be um, a specialist talking about all sorts of different topics from and, and lots of different specialists. I work with specialists all over the world. Uh, to cater for everyone's needs and to cover every topic you could imagine it's there. And, and you'll find it in the app. You'll find it on the website if you just search for anything. And you also will get the weekly newsletter, which has all of this amazing content on and the podcast and the video content and the articles. So really, it's just a great way to gather information and community for free.
0: Amazing. And both of that, those things, information and community are so key in your success in conceiving, I, I believe, because you're able to get more information and learn from others who have gone through it and the experts that you just mentioned, as well as that community. Now, whether you show up, I feel like on a an anonymous type of situation and you're not quite there to, to share your story, as long as you're there and knowing that other people are there to support you and are going through the same thing and you're not alone and you're not broken and there is a, an answer to help you get to become a parent, I think that's so huge when you're in it. Because I know for me, just sitting there in that clinic, getting the blood drawn or whatever, you, just, you really feel so isolated. So this is such an amazing, beautiful um hub to to let people know that they're not alone in that so thank I, again much. thank you for doing the work that you're doing this it's really incredible and and worldwide as she mentioned so she's in uk but as you will see on their website there's people from all over the world and specialists all over the world and clinics all over the world so don't feel like you know it's not relevant to you if it's not you know if you're not necessarily in the uk or whatnot Definitely. And I think also to your point about community, some people are nervous about joining
1: a community or, or, or app or you know, not sure about how much they want to say or what they want to say or whatever it might be. And I would just say to people who are concerned about that, have a look around and see whether it's inspiring for you and comforting for you, because unlike, you know, dated forums online where... Um, it can sometimes be in your face and, and difficult to sift through all of the information and the uh, and the, the chats It's just a really special place where everyone is just so kind and so nice and you can you know sit back and take it things in or you can get involved and that's totally up to you depending on what what's preferable
0: And what I love about this too is that it's curated right so it's different than getting on a general, site on Facebook or something where the information isn't necessarily um, accurate all the time, right? So if you have specialists there, you know that that is a person who is the expert in their field and giving the correct information. And I think that that's also really important because so many people kind of go down that Dr. Google a whole or a Facebook group um to try to find that community but here it's curated so you know you're in a place where the information is is accurate and you'll be getting you know very good official information that is educating you on your situation
1: definitely it's, it's key isn't it to have trust to get trusted resources and advice
0: absolutely um so also as far as the I see you have some clinics that are on board, and I, to me, that's key. Um, as more and more clinics are showing up around the world, which is amazing and much needed. But um, how's your experience with getting them on board to realizing that this is the the customer, the patient needs more support as they walk out the door? And that's kind of where, from me, I always said, once you walk out the clinic door, that's where we pick up. How has that been for you to kind of get them to realize like, okay, yes, they're great at the scientific portion, but there has to be more, more, um, awareness, I guess, on the mental side of it as well, of what these patients are going through. Have you found that they're pretty easy to, to get on board here or is it, are they resistant to that? How, what is your uh, experience been with that?
1: It's a great question. And it's very varied. So some clinics are really kind of not interested and very traditional in the way that they speak to people. And, you know, you see some of the marketing and you just think, oh, my gosh, like that's never going to resonate with me from someone who's experienced fertility issues. It's not, you know, it's not speaking to me in the way that I feel inspired by or comforted by. And, you know, they they don't see the community side and see what a force that is and how it can be educational and inspiring. And this is the way that people are consuming information now, all online. Um, Whereas there are others who are just so open and brilliant um, at wanting to be forefront runners in hearing what the community think they have their eyes open and they they want to listen and find out about people's experiences and they want to educate people. And that is so refreshing and rewarding to hear.
0: Yeah, I agree. Well, that's interesting. And I would encourage people who are in those clinics to, to talk to their doctors and say, you know, it is important for us to have this holistic approach of everything. And I think the more that they start hearing that from their patients as well, that not only is it there for them to, you know, do the scientific aspect, but even for the doc or the nurses that are there and whatnot to be a little bit educated on the fact that what the patient is going through on an emotional support level, right? Because I remember thinking, I'm sitting there crying every time they're taking my blood and she's not qualified to talk to me about my emotions, right? She's just wanting to get my blood work done and, and send me on my way as, as sweet as she was. Um, and, or when I was going through my losses and there's really not a lot that they can say, and they're not trained in that way. I feel like as well. I so, agree more. Yeah. Just letting them know that, Being part of a bigger picture, I think, is so important from the clinic standpoint to say this is a growing industry, um, whether we like it or not. And it's so important to to be part of a bigger picture of the patient experience.
1: Absolutely. And also for people who are making choices about clinics. It's it's awareness, right? And it's like getting to know their specialists. And Mm -hmm. I find I would have found it very inspiring to see interviews and podcasts and all sorts of great stuff from experts. It would have helped me build a rapport with them and think that's that's someone I want to speak to.
0: Absolutely. And I didn't know until after the fact that, oh, yeah, we have, you know a therapist that we can refer to or resolve meetings that you can go to. I'm like, why why wasn't that out in the lobby where I was, you know, mm-hmm. crying instead of there's people magazine, which I don't want to look at that. I want to hear, I want to see what resources are there to help me through this excruciating time in my life, you know? And the Fertility Health Help Hub is such an amazing resource. Again, I cannot, you know, give you accolades enough on putting this all together and in such a robust way. That is amazing. Oh, thank you so much. It's definitely a labor of love, but
1: I'm so glad that it's helping people around the world. We need it.
0: And what do, you, do you see any trends with the people that come to, to the hub as far as, is it one thing or another? I mean, because you went through the donor sperm and donor conception, is it more heavy on that side? Is it kind of all over the board?
1: It's actually all over the board. I really see a huge mixture of of people. I had someone contact me this morning about surrogacy. Mm. Um, So it really does vary. And I think the donor conception side does help a lot of people over and above, maybe some other places that people might look for resources where that person may not have actually experienced donor conception because I think, well, I know that when I do lives and webinars, talking as a parent of donor conceived children, people who are starting to make, that process happen find it quite reassuring to hear from someone who's four years into it
0: absolutely that's what I say to everybody that's considering go look at these people that have donor conceived children and you will see the love that is there and that there's there's nothing that separates them and I think once they can see and hear those stories it shifts the perception of what they thought it would be right because they can see themselves in that way it's almost yeah, I think it's so important. Definitely.
1: And also to see that you can live a happy and normal life. It You know, it's a, it can be a scary and, and sometimes taboo topic, topic, but to see other people living it can, can definitely help with those anxieties. I only knew one person with donor-conceived children when we were embarking on it. And even speaking to her about it helped me. But if I'd known that there was a whole community out there of people who were, that was doing eggs? If there, if I'd known there were so many other people going through the same thing, maybe it would have made me feel less alone.
0: Absolutely, and it's going to become more popular because of women like me that start older at age forty to have children because we're doing our careers and whatnot. And it's going the more that it's normalized, the less scary I think it is too. When you walk into a clinic and they say, you know, you're going to need donor eggs, donor sperm or whatnot, because the more conversations that are out there, I know there's a whole generation of, you know, older children that are donor conceptions that didn't know that they were. And now it's so open and so beautiful. I feel like it's a whole different narrative around around it. And I'm so happy to hear and see this happening. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. How can we continue to support you? Well, I think just you know any help with letting people
1: know that this whole community and platform exists to spread the love, share share it is fantastic because the more people we can help, the better. And as you said, it's very much international. so it doesn't matter who you are at all, what your situation is or where you're located, it's totally inclusive.
0: And the app is free, as she mentioned. So definitely download the app and get all that information as well as, this amazing podcast that you have. Can you tell us a little bit about who you have on the podcast generally? I mean, I'm assuming it's just to educate the world on different aspects, but I want to point everybody to this as well. Thank you. So yeah, it
1: is. It's called Fertility Help Hub podcast. It's available on every uh, podcast network and there's loads of videos on YouTube as well. And all of the content mirrors the same not the same topics, but it's all with people who have had, who are sharing their own experiences for that community side. And then it's experts, holistic experts. So it might be about um, acupuncture to support IVF or fertility. It might be, I literally just came off another podcast, uh, well, recording a podcast just now, which was all about male f- fertility uh, nutrients and supplementation. So it's very holistic. And then there'll also be interviews, videos, Instagram lives. as a big social community. So at fertility underscore help underscore hub on Instagram. So lots of lives with all these experts as well um, to cover every topic you could imagine. So if you ever miss any of these or the webinars, they can always you can always get them back by joining the app and getting the weekly newsletter.
0: Fantastic. So lots of ways to find Eloise and all of her amazing content. So you don't have to look too hard to find it. But Again, thank you so much for your time, Eloise. And I know it's getting late there. So thank you for taking your time away from your family this evening. I really appreciate it. And we will speak soon. Thank you so much for having me. I just forgot to say that it's
1: www.fertilityhelphub.com if anyone wants to check it out. Thank you so much for speaking with me. It's been a pleasure to chat.
0: You too. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the pretty little tribe podcast. Follow up on Instagram at the pretty little tribe or at Elizabeth King underscore coaching for updates, resources, and a community to connect with. If you are looking for extra support and tools to guide you along your TTC and parenting journey, visit elizabethking.com. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast everywhere you're listening for a chance to receive a special gift. Visit elizabethking.com backslash Pretty Little Tribe Podcast for more information on how to enter. Any review counts. I just appreciate your honest feedback so I can provide you with the best support possible in your TTC and parenthood journey. Thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.